ballpark it for me uh, before I let you go, sir, uh, what the next steps here are um, and how you see this playing out. I think this is going to be a huge year for Matt Nagy as a, in his future as an NFL coach. If Matt Nagy can figure out a way to get this Bears offense going with Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky as his quarterback, Matt Nagy is going to have a job for a long time in the NFL. But if, if the Bears are bottom five in the league in offense again, you know, Matt Nagy's not getting fired after this year, but he's going to be going into 2021 probably closer to the hot seat than he may want. So it's going to be a really huge year, a pivotal year for the Bears here in Chicago. I think they've done enough to get themselves into contention in the NFC North again, maybe closer to Green Bay than they were last year. But a lot still has to come together, especially a quarterback for the Bears to be a successful team in 2020. D and Davis show, we are back. All right. Now, one league refuses to take no breaks doing all this corona, and that is the NFL. Yes, the NFL. Uh, this we're recording this, uh, it will be out to you, everybody, hands Wednesday. Tomorrow, Thursday, the NFL schedule is going to be released. We just had the NFL draft a few weeks ago, uh, but we, obviously, we're here in Chicago. We got Chicago Bears news, and the biggest news. It shouldn't been new. Somebody should. They, I think people should have saw this coming a mile away. Mitchell Trubisky's fifth-year option will not be picked up. It is. It hasn't been picked up. It won't be picked up uh, for this upcoming year. So, Ken, I want to kick it to you first. So, I think this is a good scenario. If you want to say, just put the rosier picture, rosier glasses on for Mitchell Trubisky. All right, they're not going to pick up my option. Uh, but if I ball out this year, I can make me some money. I personally think he's probably going to stink. And Nick Foles is probably going to get the starter position, although he has a shot. What say you? I don't think he's going to stink. Nah, he stinks. Because the, 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 the requisite talent is actually there. It's the reading process that's not there. Mm-hmm. And to get a quarterback in the room with you that may be beneficial, like, to be honest, we don't know how much Nick Foles may have helped out Carson Wentz, you know what I'm saying, from coming from a smaller program uh, and helping him to adapt to the NFL. So I don't necessarily think he's going to totally stink. Let me say that. Okay. Totally stink. Um, but this is a funny thing, because I remember when we did the score on Christmas around Christmas time, and I was I told everybody listening, listen, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy know the truth, mm-hmm. and they are not going to overinvest in Mitchell Trubisky, right? And then when they came out with their interview after, Ryan Pace was fully behind Mitchell Trubisky. But to me, they were they're too – they're realists, even with Ryan Pace's connection. And, and one thing that we've mentioned in past shows was the fact that Ryan Pace, due to the fact that he had a 12-win season, had the chance to break away from Mitch. You know, like if they didn't have success mm-hmm. and he had Mitch, then it would be an issue. But due to the point where he's given the powers that be, where we know uh, Charlie Casserly basically picked out Fox, right, John Fox that this was Ryan Pace's choice to be a head coach, that he picked up the right head coach at the time, and there was success, I thought he was going to be given a, a little bit more rope, necessarily. So for me, it's common sense. Uh, there's no reason, even if it's just due to if he gets injured and can't pass a physical, to give Mitch guaranteed $25 million, basically, especially no to a team that's no up against the cap. There's, there's no, it's no reason to gamble because it, it'd almost be in Mitch's, in, in, in Mitch's best choices to fail the damn physical. 
All right. I mean, of course, I don't think he would do that, but it definitely would be the best option just to secure $25 million because there's a chance Mr. Trubisky in one year will never make that type of money. Very true. All right. It's the NFL, too. This is a a significant chance. There's only going to be one other team that perhaps gives him, if he's no longer with the Bears after the season, gives him a true chance at starter. After that, he's he's on he's on he's in backup land and has to wait till someone gets hurt to perhaps get another bite at that apple. So for me, it just makes perfect sense to why sit there and give Mitch this money. Where and also from their perspective, I'm sure this is how they're going to try to spin it. Uh, we want a lot of fire under him. We've given him too much security. We just haven't chased Daniels in the room with him, basically outside of Tyler Gray. Uh, so why not give him real competition and see what comes from it and also have him out on the ledge? Because, yeah, because think about the, what you're really telling him. If you bring in Nick Foles and then extend him, you're still telling him this is his team. Like you're not yeah, telling him. Yeah, right. that, like you're like you because look, he knows I got next year to a certain degree. They can still cut him a la Leonard Floyd. But still, you're telling him that we're leaning more towards you than the guy that we brought in. See, my whole thing is and you brought this up. Uh, one caveat to oh, what up? you just said, Ken, with up, the Ryan? new collective bargaining, that would be fully guaranteed if they pick up that option. But they still have. No, they have. No, look, Brian, no, it's not. Because that's what we thought before the new collective bargaining was coming in, because that's one of the things that they said, that those, those fifth-year options were going to go from only guaranteed if the player's injured to being fully guaranteed. It has not changed. Because like, I was thinking that, too, in reading the details of it. That still has stayed the same. Player, his, the only way Mitch gets that money is if he's hurt. Hurt. That he gets that money. But I'm with you, Ryan. That's what, every, that's what we were told two months ago, but it, that has not changed so far. See, my whole thing is a simple fact of what you brought up, Ken, simple fact that he can't read defenses, right? And since he has been in the league, he has regressed. We haven't seen anything. It's kind of like an upswing. Oh, he finally got it. Now it's coming up. My man, just going into your fifth year, you got to, you have to have somebody bring – you have to trade for a dude down in Jacksonville. Jacksonville signed him for a big money. Cut him after a year to bring him up here to tell him what push you. And we said throughout the season, while the season was going on, while we were on the score, and even towards what the state of uh, state of America is right now, what we're going through with the draft coming up, they should still draft a quarterback. So my whole thing is, I still don't think the Bears are in a good position when it comes to the quarterback position. I'm not a big fan of Nick Foles because anywhere he goes, and he was actually gave the gave the uh, the keys to drive the car, he's crashed them. Uh, I'm not a fan of Mitchell Trubisky because he's simple fact he, he he's not reading defense as well. He's been, he's regressed every year since he's been the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears. So they still have to figure this out. So I listen. If there is there will be no reason besides the financial parts, which you which you two have brought up, which is 100 percent on the, on the nose. There's no reason to probably bring him back now, unless he goes out and gives a hell of a season. The Bears make a run to the – if there is a season. The Bears make a full run in the playoffs in some way, somehow, to make it to the NFC Championship or, you know, saying, speaking to the football guys, they make it to the Super Bowl. He has to have a great year to even put the pressure on them because let's just say if he doesn't do well, then you look at the Bears like, man, I made a good point. I mean, I made a good thing. You know, uh, you made a good deal not picking up the fifth, fifth, that fifth-year option. If he does have a good year, it's like, all right, now we can actually go back and maybe negotiate and get a contract with you because now you have shown yourself to be worthy of being the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears. So it's, it's, it's a no-brainer. Don't re-sign the dude. Uh, Ryan, what do you think? 
Uh, yeah. I mean, I definitely wouldn't have picked up his option because I think it's going to be really hard for him to win the starting job, especially with a limited training camp. You know, maybe he's progressed at reading defenses. I would think you'd have to play a lot to get better at that. And they're not going to give him – I don't think they're going to just give him the job in training camp. I think if – if Nick Foles, who is more accurate as a quarterback, is out there executing and looks like I just said more accurate, he's going. To I don't think job. they're going to hesitate to go to Nick Foles. And if that's the case, then yep. Mitch has to hope on him stinking or him getting hurt. And if neither of those happen, I mean, what resume does he really have on the open market at that point? So for him, I mean, he's got to be ready to go at all times. And if he gets any opportunity, he has to maximize it to the max. Otherwise, he could be done after this year. D and David show, D, Ken, and Ryan. I got one thing to say about the quarterback position in Chicago. Yeah. I think there's a chance that next year they draft Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. That's my guy. I think that's what's going to end up happening. No interceptions in this year. Threw for 28, ran for 11. Um, I was in North Dakota when he broke out that freshman year. He I know. I was waiting good. for you. I was waiting for you to throw out your North Dakota love. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think that because there's a chance that he may be in the teens in next year's draft, uh, they're probably going to be too good to get uh, Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. And, again, uh, listen, I love Kirby Smart, but I still don't see how Justin Fields ended up at Ohio State when you had that regular noodle arm and Jake Fromm. And you could have had, had two more years of this kid right here with yeah. that Georgia defense. But I think there's a good chance, because Trey Lance isn't going to be ready to play in the pros his first year anyway, that you can look at Nick Foles being a true stopgap coach. And also, I think now that if um, Mitch Trubisky isn't, and we know he's not being brought back as far as right now due to the fact that contract isn't being signed, that if they don't bring Mitch back, now you have Matt Nagy in the room with Ryan Pace like, let's go get my guy. Because Matt Nagy wasn't there when Ryan Pace went and got that guy. I have a question for you, though. If you think this, this the kid from North Dakota, North Dakota, North Dakota State, mm-hmm. uh, is that good? Okay, so I would think that the Bears, at least right now in this season, if there's a season, is in a win-right-now situation. Uh, they might be able to do a year or two, but, hey, man, you got this defense, and it's the NFL. A year, a year off is, like, a, just, like I said, it's another year down the drain, right? Do you think there will be – do you think they'll still be able to be in that winning window? Yeah. If you're talking about drafting this young kid. Well, g- so. great question. All right. Unless there's a tackle that they can get at that time. Yes. Because the defense is basically straight. And Ted Ginn kind of throws the uh, age curve out being 35 years old mm-hmm. with this team. And you brought in Quinn. And I can't forget who else they brought. They brought in a couple guys at a third. So this team is actually on paper older than what it actually is to your core players. And none of us suspect Robert Quinn to be here. He got a fire deal, but he's probably going to be here like maybe two to three seasons. Your core of the defense is still young when you talk about Khalil Mack, Eddie Jackson. Uh, Keem Hicks is kind of getting up there, but Eddie Goldman, Bilal Nichols. Fuller. like. Yeah, there are there are players, and also Jalen Johnson now is the other. So think about it, Fuller man. Let's just say Fuller, his deal is about to be up. All right, there's a chance they may sign him, but if Jalen Johnson is so good, they may look at him as being Fuller and then just say, all right, we need to now put that money when it's time for him to come up, and then have let's move transition these guys over that's going to be in Fuller's position. But they got core bits as long. I'll put it like this: as long as they have a guy on the down lineman 
that can impact the initial contact and Khalil Mack is healthy and you still have two good uh, secondary players, this team can go for a longer run. It's not like uh, Khalil Mack is 35 and we're like, this is it's a wrap. You know what I'm saying? So I could see them being like, and if we get a good quarterback, it's also going to alleviate as much pressure on that defense and the defense won't have to win games and we could actually, so we don't have to put as much money over there because we're not asking them to be perfect as much because we got a game winner over here. All right. I would also say to that, um, everyone has to kind of keep in mind what NDSU is because they are a very unique dynasty powerhouse. I mean, they've won title after title. I think they've won like seven straight, something like that, something crazy. They've had Carson Wentz in that run. Easton Stick is on the Chargers, and supposedly they really like him, and he was a guy that was drafted. I don't know how good he's going to be, but was considerably less talented than Carson Wentz. Trey Lance is considered probably more talented than Carson Wentz. Especially with his so speed. far. Yeah, no interceptions has, either this past season. He has the combination of the arm and the legs, and they run a pro-style offense at NDSU. It's not some, like, hodgepodge, like, and scramble he's, around sprint. He's a tad tan, D. Oh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, he is Justin Fields in Division Two. That's really what – in Division One, I, I guess, because he's FBS. He's Division One, Justin Fields. That's what he looks like. Okay. All right. It'll be good to, it'll be good to see. All right. What else we got on the Bears? All right. So the Bears have agreed to terms with former Ohio State wide receiver Ted Ginn Jr. and also safety Tayshawn Gibson, who was released uh, from the Texans after signing a three-year deal. We ended up on the injury reserve list. Um, as soon as I saw that the Texans cut him, I was like, there you go, Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now you push Bush back to – being the reserve role that he's probably good in, even though there's a chance because Gibson may not stay healthy this season. Yeah. Uh, that, but but you still see it. The good thing is now that Ryan Pace and one thing that we try to give him uh, props on this show is when it comes to pro personnel, he's actually fairly good. He's pretty good when it comes to pro personnel. Mm-hmm. So initially, we thought that Trey Robinson or Tolliver were going to be the the cornerback, and when you got Jalen Johnson, now you're bumping all those guys down. And now when you're looking at uh, Hall and you're looking at Bush. Now you're bumping those guys down and putting Gibson there. So, because you remember times, I remember times like where the, the Bears, where the secondary was so depleted, because like both, this is like during the Peanut Tillman era, where like the corners were out. It's like, damn, we ain't got no corners or whatever. They you had know, no we, safety except yeah, Mike Brown. Exactly. Or even with the receivers. Like even now, and they, some of them aren't as unproven, but remember when Devin Hester was your number one receiver? Man. Right, and you're counting on Devin Huster and Johnny Far Knox. In a way. Yeah, so like, so as far as building talent and depth at positions, he's done a much better job. So Tayshawn Gibson definitely helps. Uh, we have Mooney that they drafted to be that speed guy, but at least you're giving him a guy in the old bet and taking Junior that can yeah. probably give him some sense. You're not taking Junior had insurance. For the true, true, true. Taking taking Junior with the Saints last season had less than forty passes. Then he made it have seven. Well, 40 catches. Thank you, dude. I think he may have uh, had... To be fair, nobody really caught the ball in New Orleans except for one guy. Right. Yeah, and, and, and I think he had over 700 uh, yards. But one thing, he averaged 14 uh, yards uh, per catch. Mm-hmm. All right? So at least you still got a guy with that type of speed. And even if he can just put a threat to where you just can't come down on a Allen Robinson, who's still a real young 26. I don't think we think about that when it comes to Allen Robinson. Is how young he is. Uh, they, they were good additions. These were needed additions, especially when you had less draft capital. So you had to make up this. Now, the only thing that the Bears really need to do 
is try to find out how to solidify this offensive line, and that's easier said than done. Yeah. One just quick thing to throw in there, Ted Ginn also plays special teams, so he'll fit perfectly on that bottom part of the roster. Yeah. No, I, I definitely like the move. I mean, it's also you just need some some type of tandem or more depth to go aside. I can't say it next to Allen Robinson because, man, listen, you don't want this dude to be the only threat that you have out there, and they need to kind of open up this offense. Now, like I said, it kind of goes back to the quarterback. Accuracy, maybe making sure that, you know, saying the ball can get out and get to those receivers. So that's huge, man. If, if Nagy can pull it off and we can really see what this offense is supposed to be, because that's the one thing we saw last year. It seemed like that offensive playbook was getting, was getting thinner and thinner and thinner and thinner, and he wasn't able to kind of do what he wanted to do. At least that's what we have been told by multiple people who cover them. So you get somebody at Foles and he can just stay, you know, stay, stay the course. Maybe he'd be able to open up. Maybe things will look a lot different. If that's the case, then I know Trubisky's out, but I don't know we're beyond that. But uh, no, definitely getting the depth on this team is is huge. And uh, moving, getting the, getting a guy like uh, Gibson and, and, and Gen Jr. is it's definitely going to help. D and David show Demas Ken and Ryan. Uh, one more thing to add to that too, going along with the offense that we need to put into perspective. We're not asking for anybody to do anything more. Actually, we're asking for people to do less because now you have something that you didn't have, or at least only had two years ago for part of the seasons. Yeah, he's old and he's not the same guy, but you have Jimmy Graham to be your you guy, That's and they click and and and, and uh, uh, Cole commit. You have a a, a Y guy that is. He's, he can do that. So now yeah. you're talking about in the seams and underneath, you got guys that can draw people away from Allen Robinson and whoever is over top, and let alone draw attention away from that running back in the running game or out in the flat. So there's a lot more weapons here for Nagy. Now, again, we have to wait and see how he implements them. But still, there's a lot more talent on that offensive ball, especially when it comes to pass catching, that there's ever been really in the last decade, to say the least. Perhaps since the time of Alshon Jeffries and uh, um, uh, what's uh, his name? Brandon Marshall. Thank you. And Brandon Marshall and uh, Martellus Bennett. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just to throw another thing on top of what you just said, Ken, uh, when looking at Jimmy Graham, you know, big thing that he does do, he stays healthy. He plays games. Trade mm-hmm. uh, – Burton wasn't there at all at last all, year. At all. And supposedly he is a huge part of Nagy's offense. So if you have a bad quarterback or bad quarterback play and you don't have a focal point that you tied in that I really want, you can start seeing why you're just cutting away layers and layers mm-hmm. of the offense and stuff that he really wants to do. Jimmy Graham might not be great. He might only give you just kind of an average year because maybe mm-hmm. he's a little bit too old but he will play on Sundays. You're not going to have to worry about him not being there for you. But you, but you have somebody – yes, you want somebody to be an all-star at that position, or all-pro in this case for football at that position. But as Ken said, you don't – listen, the more weapons you have out there, the, the playbook is going to be able to expand, but that also takes responsibility off of other guys, though. So now you don't have to worry about Allen Robinson. You don't have to worry about Montgomery. You don't have to worry about how we're going to fit Cohen to the, uh, into, the, into the playbook. You have guys there, and to your point, uh, Ryan, talking about having Graham out there, he's going to be able to play. Now you have some pieces. I don't know how far the pieces are going to take you, but at least you have some pieces that can maybe have a functioning offense. To can we get to the middle see. of the league? Yeah, middle right, of the pack. Right. Can you can get, get to there? Can you get to 15? Average. Can you get to 15 instead of 30? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get to 15. Ooh, you can get, if you, they, you get to 15, you're in the playoffs for real. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about 2018 again. We're like, oh, how far can they go? Kind exactly. Of, instead of, what is this trash? Yeah. Absolutely. 
All right, sticking with Bears news, uh, Tony Rowley, host of ESPN's Around the Horn. Uh, this is from, uh, uh, I think this is from the Tribune, according to phrase for a, a lack of accuracy near the end of Monday's show, but he felt gu- guilty soon after, and he apologized. This is what he said. He cracked, I don't want a Trubisky it. So after he did that and got off the air, he went to Twitter, he apologized to Mitch, and then he uh, donated money to Mitch's charity, uh, Thumbs Up Mission. Uh, Mitch didn't respond to it. But uh, Tony Riley felt bad for taking a shot at Mr. Trubisky. And at least, even though, and we don't care, but at least something good came out of it. A charity got uh, some more donations. Let me tell you he something. is pissed. Let me tell you something. Tell me. Just because you made a joke <laughs> that was accurate. More than unlike Trubisky. That, unlike Trubisky ass. You don't need to apologize. You didn't say, right. anything, you didn't say anything wrong. State he's, of facts. He's not good. He's yeah. not accurate. So if you want to mess up something, you say, I want to be accurate or something, I think I'm going to steal that for now. I don't want a Trubisky. I'm going to tell you, listen, he's a better man than me. Because I would have I I been like, man, that's a good one. I'm keeping that for another day. See, that's how I know you're not a big Bears fan. That's too depressing to say Trubisky. Man, please, listen. <laughs> he ain't good, y'all. I'm just saying, he's not good. It's, listen, how many, how many players have had, or, or people in general, you know, has had a joke kind of like named after them or something. I'm sure we probably think of something. It happens. People come up with a good one, and it sticks. Uh, Tony Reale, that one should stick. That should be something. Mm. You should put a segment. Don't Trubisky it. We should do something. <laughs> All right. My man, is, he isn't good. He is. I'm sorry. I'm he, sorry. He just lost his fifth-year option. You got to kick the guy even more when he's down. I lost 25, 25 million, mil. and you want to step Rip on his down. neck. <laughs> I want to name a segment after this suckage. <laughs> he a better man than me. I, listen, I will say this, though. It's good that he had a heart about it. And he said, you know what, man? I shouldn't have done that to that brother. I'm going to go ahead and donate some. He's a better man than me. I would have kept it. I would have kept it. Like, hey. It, Maybe he knows Mitch is coming into broadcasting and he didn't want to step on any toes. Damn. You talking about me, son? You're kicking <laughs> him out of the league. I didn't even do that. I don't think he listen. I don't think he'll be able to Jesse Palmer it or Dan Orlowski it. I mean, for guys that didn't have prominent careers that are yeah. doing well, I don't think Mitch is going to be able to flip it to that degree. I ain't listening to nobody who can't read the defense. Let's go to let's kick it. Let's kick it to Mitch Trubisky. See what he thinks about it. He don't know what he's looking at. Well, I don't know. <laughs> you said that like if we put I you behind see, center, like, you're gonna be able to figure out everything. <laughs> like you can't read the defense, man. I don't want to hear nothing you got to say. You gotta say, he's just kicking, kicking, it's kicking it over to Mitchell Bishop to his, get his. Mitchell, uh, what happened on this play? Uh, I don't even I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't even know. Which way did he uh, go? Let me kick it right back. I, I didn't even see that. I didn't even see that. Uh, that defensive lineman coming. Mitch, we have a circle. I still didn't see him. You know <laughs> why? No man. Real on. quick, wanted to get your early thoughts on the Bears' schedule. Yeah. Because I mean, they're an eight and eight team. They're big market. Mm-hmm. They got some interesting foes. They're playing the NFC South, so. Tom Brady will be coming to Soldier Field. Mm. Uh, Deshaun Watson will be coming to Soldier Field. They're playing the AFC South. You also have Drew Brees coming in. Uh, Indianapolis Colts will be coming in. They'll be on the road. Philip Rivers. Yeah. Yep. They'll be on the road for the Falcons and Panthers, as well as the Jaguars and Titans. They also be in LA again against the Rams. And uh, what are we talking about making a trip out there? They can't. The New York Giants will be coming again to Soldier Field to play the Bears. Who cares? Cares about that? I'm just just giving you all the opponents. They they stink, stink. (laughs) Uh, You know what? How many primetime games do you think? 
Eddie? Oh, Brady? Yeah, get Brady? Two. Brady yeah, for sure. They'll get two. That's before Houston. they flex, if they're good or not. Houston? That's yeah, true. Houston, I yeah, think. Yeah, free flex. Yeah, I think Houston might be a uh, – I think that might be a yeah, prime the, time the game. Draft, yeah, especially with the – yeah, exactly. Draft what about the Packers? They usually get a Green Bay Bears primetime game each year. Yeah. Maybe they the first get, one? I don't know. They can get, they can get three. How do, you, how do you all think – what do you all think Green Bay is going to do this season? They're going to be, they be good. Like 12-4? I don't know what? about twelve and four. And I mean, because a lot of those games were close. They're gonna have over. Yeah. They're gonna be around ten victories. Give ten or take victories. A win. Yeah. yeah, I would peg them for above ten somewhere. Yeah. Not think, like as money as last year. I don't think. I don't think. I think, the, I think the NFC North might be a pretty good division this year. But I, I think it will. And with too, the I, new rule change, a whole division can now go to the playoffs. Even though that's probably never going to happen. Happen. That's play true. Each other so yeah. much, but technically that could happen. I think the NFC North is going to be pretty good this year. I saw Dominique Foxworthy on ESPN, and he said that it was a weak division, and I was like, no, it's not. No, it's not. I don't think but so. Unless, you, unless, unless he's counting everybody beating up on each other. Well, this is the thing. They got a rough uh, road to hope when you're paying, playing both South divisions, mm-hmm. all right? Because, like, even though none of us care for Bill O'Brien, that still is a team that has a, a quarterback that could team. be – be a Hall of Famer, it's true, Ryan. It's a playoff team. Mm-hmm. You have an Indianapolis team that was good last year, and now they have a better quarterback, even though he's aging. In um, uh, with Philip Rivers, all right. So, and then look at what the Titans did, right? Like, mm-hmm. so I mean, and, and, and they're hard. They're a rugged team. And then you're talking about the NFC South, and I mean, like you said, Brady's there, Philip Rivers is there, Teddy Bridgewater now. Thank you. Uh, Drew Brees is there. Teddy Bridgewater now has his his own job and spot. And then Matt still Ryan you have to do with Matt Ryan. Yeah. So, dude, I mean, that's not going to be a that's not an easy record right there. It'd be you know what? It'd be interesting to see if the NFC North and I know again with the playoffs expanding gets two teams in next year with how hard those divisions are as they have to necessarily play. So here's a question to uh, to you two: What do you think is how many wins do you think is going to win to take the uh, to get to NFC North? I'll say 11. Yeah, I was going to say 11, first blush. I'll say 11. Because they're still going to beat up on each other. The Lions should be better this year than last year. The Vikings are going to be good. I saw a report with Matt Patricia talking about some of the issues they had with doing virtual meetings and that they had a technical mishap and everything just fell apart. This is from ESPN. And he felt like they had like 100 people on a virtual meeting and they all picked back up because he thought they were going to lose guys. And just talking about some of the different stuff the teams have to do because some players are like in Manhattan and they don't have a place to work out. Well, some people are in Arizona and they got vast spaces outside of having equipment and stuff and how they have to try to go out and with individual workout plans for these athletes. Right. Uh, one thing with the Vikings, I think they probably will be good, but this, I wouldn't be surprised if this is an off year for them with the shortened virtual camp. And they have a lot of rookies and young players replacing old yeah, vets. Old vets. So they support. might take some time to kind of come together and really be that Viking squad we've gotten used to. Good point. Hopefully it's come down to the Bears and the Packers again. That would be pretty cool. All right, so listen, we're going to take a quick break and come back and give our thoughts on the last dance and a little NBA tip for tat or anything else that we can just sit here and discuss uh, to hopefully give you a little bit of content before we check it out on Dan Davis style. Dan Davis. <laughs> 